Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, everyone. I'm Rod, the internet's coworker, and I'm very excited for you to listen to my podcast, Millennial Made. Listen to me and my guests on your commute to work before you have to interact with your 23-year-old coworker or 16-year-old nephew as I translate the millennial experience, discuss internet culture, recap current events, and throw us back to our MySpace era with some nostalgia. Catch me right here on Dear Media or also on YouTube to watch as well. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Today, I have Kelly Chase from Love is Blind Season 1. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. And I hate that I have to say love is blind season one because that's not your personality. And as someone who is also on a reality show called Family Karma, every time I'm introduced, they're like, oh, Anisha from Family Karma. It's like there's more to the person than just that. And I'm sure the past year or two years of your life has been completely different since you've been on Love is Blind. Ah. What I want to know is your life before. Why did you decide to go on reality TV? And what was your dating life like? Because I did a little bit of background research. And I think we're similar in that you're from Georgia. Yeah. And the Southern culture is very similar, I think, to Indian culture, you know, very traditional, married Mm -hmm. by a certain age and, you know, daddy's little girl, you're close to your family. So am I. And so what was 
that time period like before the show and then joining the show and your family's reaction? Yeah. So before the show, I would say like my prior relationship that was like maybe like two years like long. That's been like my last longest relationship. That was literally almost like eight, nine years ago. It was a very long time ago. I felt like I like lost myself in that relationship though. And I didn't realize it until like years later because my dating, I guess, behaviors after that relationship were very like people pleasing, me like getting taken advantage of, you know, me just like being available every time the guy was available, not really having any boundaries, not honoring any boundaries, anything like that. I was just like, oh, that guy's cute. Let's try and date him. But we would wind up, you know, like getting physical before even actually making a connection, you know, and then they would like not actually want to date me. So it was just like, it was quick like that. So I was like, oh my God. So it was probably like four years worth of like that same behavioral pattern with my dating life. And I'm like, I never wanted to be that person. Like guys suck. Guys are the worst. Dating sucks. You know, all this stuff or dating's hard because like, obviously like now I'm like, okay, no, I think it's just like the choices that we make and the environments we put ourselves in and, and the way that we think about things. But at that time I was like, oh my God, like, you know, I want to get married. I want to have children. Like I do want that. But at that time I was like, now I'm, I'm in my mid early to mid thirties. And I'm like, it doesn't seem like I'm getting any closer to that. So like in 2017, 18, I decided to like, just kind of like revamp my whole life and started my whole personal development journey, self-love discovery, all of that. And like, didn't date for a while. And I was just like very intentional about how I was living <laughs> more yeah. or less. So the springtime of 2018 was when I received a call from a casting director about Love is Blind. So I was kind of like in this momentum of like, you know what? Every opportunity creates another opportunity. Like, I don't know if I'll find love on this show, but like, why not? Why not put myself in a completely different environment than dating, you know, at a bar in Atlanta? And yes, what happens, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of how it went. <laughs> and what did your parents say when you told them you're going to be on a dating reality show? Yeah. So <laughs> I told them about it and they were like, okay, Kel, like whatever you feel is good for you. And then obviously I knew that the storyline was going to be that you could potentially meet your match and like wind up walking down yeah. an aisle, you know, to an altar and getting married. So I was actually very hesitant to share that big detail with them until literally it was like the day before filming. And my dad actually wasn't home, but I told my mom and I was so nervous to tell her because my mom's going to be like, no, over my dead body. So, but I told her and her response was just like, well, you know what? If that's how it's meant to be, that's how it's meant to be. I was floored by her response. Like I I joke now, I'm like, wow, my mom must really want grandchildren because exactly, exactly. Sure, go do whatever you need to do. (laughs) Yes, I I totally can relate to that because there was a point I thought my mom just wanted me to be with someone who had a pulse. Because you know, we're in our mid-30s and you're a year younger than me, but big Leo energy. You're a Leo. And we kind of have a similar parallel journey. It was in 2017 for me too that I decided to make intentional life decisions. And it seems like you had a case of what we call on this podcast, uh, TMTS, too much too soon. Mm. And, you know, we curse on here, but friends before fucking get to know the person. So totally get it. And I actually spent the first five years celibate not because I wanted to be celibate. I just didn't want to 
be with anyone or see anyone. So I totally understand getting out of a relationship and then choosing you. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's the best thing. I mean, granted, I didn't do it at first, but you know, it came around. (laughs) Yeah. And did you ever feel that pressure? You know, I have always had it around me where everyone around you is just talking about marriage after you're 30 or even when you turn 29 and all your friends start getting married and then your parents are like, what are you doing? What did you have that in your life? I didn't necessarily have the pressure. I think it was more of like the envy and like jealousy in a sense of like, you know, even couples that hadn't started having children yet, just like married or in relationships doing things like couples weekends and things like that. And I'm like, just because I'm not in a couple doesn't mean I don't want to come. Like I can still like fifth wheel, you guys. (laughs) Like, totally fine. Like, so I think it was more that, like I would get really bothered by not being chosen, you know, even by my friends to do something. I'm like, I'm not getting chosen by guys. Now I'm not getting chosen by my friends. Like who really wants me? (laughs) Yeah. I totally understand. We discussed that on an earlier podcast where it's like the abandonment trauma after so much rejection. Right. And then you self-sabotage. Like I'm kind of self-sabotaging right now in my relationship because I'm so used to quotation marks, things not working out. And, you know, it's all in the mind, like you said, it's all in your mind. And now I know you went on to do the season and you did not get married. And what was it like, you know, being on that public level where you're just everyone knows you're with this guy. I read online, he ghosted you kind of. And so, you know, all water under the bridge, you move on. That was a long time ago in our world, right? Because you're in a completely different place. What was that like? How did you deal with that for people out there who are listening, who are in a really tough place? Like, what was it like for you? And how did you overcome that criticism or that judgment and all of that? It was difficult. (laughs) I mean, it's still like, yeah, it was aired two years ago and I still get messages sometimes, especially now that season two, it's like people went back and watched season one. So it was like a whole new like wave of criticism, not to the extent, but it's, you know, it's like sending me messages like die bitch or like, you're going to die alone. I'm like, are you serious? Like what is wrong with people? But at first, you know, like when I would catch a comment or a DM and it was not, you know, positive, I would either choose not to respond at all, or I would literally just like write, choose kindness. That's all I would write. That's how I would respond to them. Cause I'm like, they have no idea. And what they think they saw on TV, they think is totally the truth and totally real and everything that happened. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and defend a million people, but it was bothersome because it's like, no, they don't know the real truth. Right. (laughs) So, you know, it, it was bothersome. Like I just did an interview last week and you know, it's kind of like in my head, I was like, oh my God, like when, when am I like not going to necessarily talk about love is blind anymore right. in a sense? Cause I'm like, people were probably like, Kelly, like get over it. It's like two years ago. But I'm like, if people ask me, it's part of my story. It's not like it was just a part of something, but this is actually part of my life journey. Like after the show was filmed, I invested in a mindset coach that helps me with all of, you know, a lot of my like past relationship wounds and traumas and just diving into all my limiting beliefs and all the stuff. Like it was like the catalyst to my greater self-discovery journey. So I'm like, that was like the biggest reason, you know, like in hindsight, you know, I'm always, I'm all about like, okay, things happen for a reason. And I'm like, maybe I wasn't meant to find love on the show, but I was meant to find love within from the show. Absolutely. And nothing happens until you love yourself, you know? 
And speaking of mindset coach, like we need more information. I'm like, should I get one? Because you're the second person this week that's told me that you have a mindset coach. I think that would be really helpful for a lot of people. Yeah, no, for sure. But now you're also a health coach. Yeah, I got certified through uh, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition back in 2013, started health coaching back then. So I've been coaching for years now. And it was because of the mindset coach that I had that I started to transition myself into mindset coaching as well. Wow. I mean, I study the mind every day, whether it's reading something, listening to a podcast, YouTube video, I'm constantly studying the mind. And it's not, you know, you're studying the mind, but what that is, is like you're studying yourself and like bringing awareness to all of that. So it is, mindset coaching is profound. I mean, all types of coaching are really amazing, but I'm biased. I've been doing it for years. Yeah. You know. And what are your services as a health coach? And what do you do as a mindset coach? Like if people want to hire you, like, do we DM you? Like, what do we do? Yeah. Yeah. You would just DM me. I mean, I'm pretty active on Instagram. So that's probably the best way to do that. Um, Send me a message on Instagram. My email is obviously attached to my Instagram as well. But yeah. So, I mean, basically the mindset coaching just encompasses everything. I mean, from your health to your relationships, to finances, career, business, spirituality, all of that. It's just embodied because the foundation is the mind. Right. And now your current dating life, where are you at now, honey? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I would like to say that I date like seasonally. It's so interesting. So what I mean by that is the last time I went on dates was the beginning of February. And then it's like, I just abandoned trying to date again. And then like two weeks ago, I was like, Oh, I'll go ahead and like hop back on hinge or one of the dating apps. And I start making connections. And then I'm like, crap, well, I'm going out of town. Like I can't even go on a date with these people. So it's like that happens, but I'm like, Oh, I'm like so excited. I can like meet some people. And then I'm like, well, crap, I can't even do anything with them. So I guess whoever's hanging on in the dating app still. (laughs) So it's basically dating right now is probably not a priority for you because you're thriving in your business. Sounds like. Yeah. I would say I'm like more career focused right now than I am dating focused. And it's just, yeah, it's interesting. So it's interesting, but if you make it a priority, because I've said it before on my podcast, I had to make dating a full-time job because it is a full-time job. Yeah. And that's what I thought. Like, honestly, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, Kelly, instead of like trying to necessarily balance the two, like get your career, your business, like where you want it to be in like a safe place and then full-time serial date (laughs) for a little while. But I'm going out of town again in like two weeks. So I'm like, jeepers. (laughs) Well, I guess you just need to find someone with a private plane, Kelly. That's exactly what I need to do. (laughs) That's what you need to do. And now, okay, you're too busy to date, clearly. Yeah, right at the moment, yes. But have you been in a relationship? Was there someone that could have been something? Or is everyone just really boring right now? No. Because, you know, hot girl summer's around the corner, honey. Summer is. Yeah, and I got this, like, new dark brown hair. I love it. I think it's going to be a vibe. (laughs) Yeah, it's a vibe. Uh, um, You're gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah, you told I me mean, you want to get married. I, I do. I want to get married. I want to get married. I want to have kids. Like I held a baby over the weekend and I was like, oh my God, like I can't wait for this. But I'm also in a position, like you said, I'm not making it a priority. Like it, it doesn't need to happen tomorrow, you know? And I'm sure that there is still some things where I have a little bit of a guard up or there are still like what you're saying, like 
self-sabotaging. Like I'm sure that there is a little bit of that still within me, although I've worked on myself a whole lot. I mean, there's, you know, there's layers to healing. So absolutely. We're all a work in progress and at least you have some self-awareness, you know, you know what's up, but you said baby. So of course I have to ask you a difficult question. Did you freeze your eggs? No, I haven't. Well, get on it, hon. I know. <laughs> you know, I never even, well, granted, over the last couple of years, I've thought about it because now I do have friends that are doing it too. But that was never a conversation, like even in my household, you know, and my mom mentioned something because I think a friend of hers asked her like, oh, are your girls freezing their eggs? They're getting closer to 40, blah, blah, blah. And so my mom mentioned something to me about it maybe a year and a half ago. And I was like, I personally haven't thought about it, you know, for myself, but yeah, I know I'm. I'll be 37 in a few months. So Yeah, I'm I'm a year older than you and I froze my eggs at mm-hmm. 37. And so for me, it was a big deal because I guess, like you said, for us elder millennials, no one talked about that in our generation. No one told us to freeze our eggs. And the only reason I did it was because one of my best friends froze her eggs and told me about it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have even known. I wouldn't have even done the research. But the first step is just going in and checking out to see if everything's working okay. Yeah. And then I highly recommend you freezing your eggs because the burden it lifted off my shoulders, you know, it's priceless. Like I bought myself so much more time now and, you know, Mm -hmm. there's no pressure. Yeah, no, that's definitely something highly to consider. I have a friend who is actually a, I guess like a donor. Yeah. She's a donor. And so she's done a lot of like fertility treatments and all the things. And we had a discussion a few weeks ago and she even said, she was like, Oh, like I would just go like, just check yourself out to make sure that you even could have kids. Like you just like, don't even know right now. And I'm like, she goes, instead of like when you're wanting to have a baby with your partner and then you finding out you really can't like, she right. goes, go ahead and like get that taken care of now. And I was like, you're right. So that is something on my to-do list I need to take care of. Yeah. Yeah, And it's quite interesting. You mentioned that someone told your mom, your girls are turning 40. And it just brings back flashbacks to my own life and my own reality because so many people told my mom, because I have a sister and we're both in our mid thirties. I'm in my late thirties. And it's like, it's really no one's business, but people feel the need to, you know, tell people like, oh, your daughters are old and not married. It's, it's really bizarre to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. I know it is. So what's next yeah. for you? Like, what was your plan after Love is Blind? Now your career is thriving. You're a mindset coach. What's next for you? Like, what do you want for yourself? I want you to set your intention on yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, sharing more of my story, um, I do... Well, this was so interesting, but when I first started working with Katie, um, my PR manager, you know, she wanted to like hear more of my story and everything too. And I shared, so I was, I guess I'm a, a survivor. It's still interesting yes. for me to like say that word um, because I never thought of myself as that. So sexual, physical, emotional abuse, assault back in my early twenties. And yes. So like, yes, I've touched on that story. Like I'll just very nonchalantly be like, oh yeah, I had a sexual trauma, you know, in my early twenties. And not that I'm needing to share the details, but there's so much of how that was connected to like the people pleasing and like all the dating, the self-sabotage, like everything, guilt, shame, anything 
disconnecting from my own self sexually, that type of thing as well. So it just like affected so much. And I haven't been as vocal about that stuff. So I believe talking more about my journey as a survivor is something that I really want to hone in on. So more public speaking engagements, you know, I've had an idea to be like a either on another show or have like my own talk show at some point too, because I believe storytelling is like the most impactful thing. Obviously that's why we have podcasts Yes, <laughs> is because you're getting, you know, you're helping people share their story and I want to continue to do that. So I had a podcast last year. I kind of put a hold on it. So it was so fun. Like I'm sure you have a blast doing this. Too. I love it. I tell dear media, I'm so thankful to them. And I tell everyone, this is what gives me the most joy out of all the things I do. And I do a lot of different things. This brings me so much happiness and I love it. And I love meeting people like you. And, you know, of course, hearing that you've had sexual trauma and you are definitely a survivor. And I can't wait to have you share that story when you're ready on, you know, your timing. And I only wish you the best. And I think that's one of the blockages, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I'll start sharing about it. And like, sometimes I'm like totally fine. Other times I like really start to cry and I'm emotional about it. And I'm like, okay, how do I figure out how to navigate it to tell it? So I'm not like, you know, uh, triggering past wounds so that I can say it in a very safe way, but very impactful way at the same time. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's definitely very brave of you to even say that on our podcast. So I really appreciate you sharing that, that you you have had that happen. And I'm sorry that happened to you. And, you know, I hope we see you again on our screens. And when people tell you, you know, it's not a big deal or it's not your story or, you know, it's get over it. It's like, no, you're on a like top two show in the country. Yeah. yeah like absolutely. it's different. So, you know, congratulations. And thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Again, thanks for having me and letting me share a bit of myth about myself. <laughs> of course. And I can't wait to see you get everything you want. Thank you. You too, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365 day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.